Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. I'm really excited about this. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 6 says, There is therefore, everybody say therefore. therefore. Say, There is therefore, therefore, therefore now, now no condemnation. Good news, amen. But it does qualify it to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but who walk according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free <laughs> from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that, you know, through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son like sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemns sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the inference there is set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let's pray, shall we? Father God, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword and Lord cuts right into our heart. Your word is also a hammer and a fire and your word is spirit and life and truth. And right now, Lord, we open our hearts and we thank you we are good ground for the good seed of your word. Bring transformation, bring understanding, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we commit ahead of time to be those who not just hear the word, but those who act on your word by the power of your spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Today, I want to talk on take charge. Let's all say that. Take charge. charge. Oh, he's put in something else up there that I didn't have there because I was going to surprise you what that meant. But you now know it's the power of thoughts. Take charge. There's something happening in the world today. It's, it's always happened, but I think it's heightened in the world today. There is a battle on. There is a battle on. And I'm certainly not a doom and gloom guy. I'm a faith, all things are possible. Move every mountain. I know who I am. I'm already healed, delivered, set free and redeemed. That's who I am. That's who I am in Christ. That, that, that doesn't ever change. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. <clears throat> but it's very evident, our head is not in the sand, that there is a battle raging. And... I'm not speaking to, to senior pastors here today, but there are so many senior pastors that have resigned. There are so many that have committed suicide. There are so many churches that are not in existence anymore. There are so many churches that don't know what they believe anymore. What do we think about this? What do we think about that? What about these social issues? And that social, it's as if social issues have overtaken the agenda of what we should be on, which is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And it's as if all sorts of things come in to try to distract and, and try to, you know, take the church off here or take the church off there. It doesn't begin with some big thing. It always begins with, with little things. And that is, the battle is really the battle for your mind. The battle for your mind. What do you think about? What goes on between the two ears? What thoughts are being entertained? What thoughts are being stirred and being fed and what thoughts are being put in? Are we thinking like God thinks or are we thinking like the world thinks? Are we thinking according to our salvation and our redemption or are we thinking like we're still outside Christ? What do we think? What, what is really going on? Because there is a battle raging for the thoughts and the mindsets of the believer. That's where the battle is. Now we know, we got next Sunday evening, we've got a, a time of, of corporate prayer again. We're back to our prayer meetings. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And there'll be elements of that where we are going to war for our nation. And we are praying for our government. And we're praying for our education system. We're praying for financial you know, situations and whatever else we're led to, to pray for and start the dreams that are on the wall over there. A lot of them have been fulfilled. I'd love to go through and put a big tick over all the ones that are, because we're still praying over all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we will be going to war for national issues and for world situations. The Ukraine is still fighting. But the greatest war that we will ever fight is the one that's going on right here in our head. The Bible says for the battle, the war that we fight is the war heart and mind. So today I want to talk about take charge. What are we taking charge of? We're taking charge of this. Is that okay? You see, this passage in Romans tells us there are two ways to live, or two, you could call it two kingdoms, two all sorts of things, but two ways to live. There's the spirit, and there's the flesh. It's very, it's very clear. There's a clear dividing line. There's no gray areas in this stuff. It's the spirit or the flesh. You could say it's freedom or condemnation. Because those who walk in the spirit are free. Those who walk in the flesh are walking in condemnation. It's clear from the passage. You could say it's life and wholeness or death and destruction. Because all those are clearly defined in that passage of Romans chapter 8 verses 1 to 6. It's life or death. It's abundance and wholeness or it's destruction. It's spirit or it's flesh. It's, it's, it's uh, freedom or it's condemnation. These are, these are two ways to live. And that is determined 
by one thing. And that is the position and the quality of our mind. It's not even determined by the fact that we're born again. Now, when we're born again, we're put in the Spirit. You can go on and read, we are not in the flesh, we are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of Christ dwells in us. I mean, absolutely, we are saved in the kingdom of God, filled with the Spirit of life, that same Spirit of joy which raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, gives life to our mortal body. It's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. I mean, we know who we are, but we still have a flesh. And that flesh has got to be made subject to who we are on the inside. I don't have a spirit. I am a spirit. I know who I am. I'm not saying, oh God, pour your love in my heart. No, he's already done it. I've got all the love I ever need. I've got all the faith I ever need. I need to grow it and put it to work, but I've got it. Oh God, give me peace. No, I'm filled with peace. I know who I am. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in my life. But I still have a flesh. And that flesh needs to be dominated. And I use that word on purpose. It needs to be dominated. It needs to be taken captive. It needs to be made subject. It needs to be transformed. It needs to be uh, submitted. Because we are a spirit, but we live through our flesh. So today I want to talk about take charge. See, your mind has to do with your thoughts, your mindsets, what we understand, how we see life. It's a very powerful thing. It has the ability to release who we are on the inside or it actually has the ability to restrict who we are on the inside. See, I, I am, as he is, so am I in this world. Spiritually, if you could see me, if, you, if I could see you, you see, all I can see is your house. I can see your physical body, and I can hear your voice, and I can see you, and I can touch and but if I could see you you know who I'd see I'd see Jesus now a lot of Christians need to get hold of that one as he is so am I in this world I am one spirit with the Lord it's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me the Godhead dwells in the believer that's who we are but we have a flesh now, thank God we have the authority on the inside to deal with the flesh. But, and that's a huge, huge subject. And that's, and that's uh, why you should come to Academy. But anyway, that'll be next year now because we've closed the registrations. But I want to talk today specifically about thoughts. About thoughts. First thing I want to say is this. The direction of my thoughts determines the direction of of my life. My thinking will take me somewhere. See, there was a number of times over the last month I, I got an Uber. 
and I went to the app and I went in and I typed in where I was going to go and it said five minutes, two minutes, three minutes and I had to be at the pickup point and da 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 and it came. Now when I got there and the guy said, you Julian? I was in Lisbon. And I said, yep. I said, airport? He said, yep. So I got in the car and I didn't have to follow it on a map. I, I was in the car and I knew where I was going. Why? Because that's where the car was going to take me. Some people are amazed where they end up in life. How did this happen to me? God, why did you let this happen? Can I just say, you end up depending on the car you're in. And the car you're in is the thoughts you think. See, some people think that God will just come in and turn the car around. No, he'll put you in a different car, but you've got to get out the car you're in. Ah, but it's all right to think this. Everybody's not, I'm just like everybody else. And you're thinking sickness and you're believing for healing. Uh, What? You're thinking poverty. And then, well, how did I end up like this? What car are you in? Your thoughts will take you somewhere. And they'll take you exactly to the place that you are thinking. Thoughts are so powerful. What consumes my mind will control my life. Thoughts are so powerful that I've got so many statements I could make. I was thinking about this and the health of my thoughts determines the health of my life. The happiness of my life depends on the quality of my thoughts. See, my thoughts will take me somewhere. And they don't take me to some haphazard place. They take me to exactly the place that I'm thinking about. Now, that doesn't mean to say that if I just think something once, bam, that's where I'm going to be. Because we're not just talking about a thought. We're talking about mindsets. But mindsets are made up of thoughts that we think. I am consistently feeding and strengthening a thought. All the time. We're feeding thoughts, we're strengthening thoughts, which will turn out as an action. Will do. Which will eventually bring us to a destination. If we realize just how powerful our thoughts really were, we would never allow another... Another destructive, undermining, critical, unbelieving thought to dwell in our minds. If we really understood the power of our thoughts. One version of that, of that passage I read said, but if your thinking is controlled by the Spirit, you will live in, there is life and peace. Second thing I want to say today is this the mind set on the spirit. So once we've established that our thoughts are carriers, we we 
We go, we move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. Our thoughts take us somewhere. See, this is why I think Satan has been so very, very clever. He has done everything he can to dominate people's thoughts. We are now addicted to other people's thoughts. What do people think of me? What do people think of them? What do people think of the government? What do people think of somebody else's government? We're consumed by thoughts. It's unbelievable the feeding of thoughts that's going on in the mind of the believer. Unbelievable. And yet the Word of God says the mind controlled by, set on the Spirit. You cannot have your mind set on Facebook and live in life and peace. I'm going to say it. You cannot have your mind set on TikTok and live in life and peace. You can't do it. You cannot have your mind set on the newspapers and live in life and peace. Now notice, I didn't say you cannot read a newspaper. And that's not what I said. I said mind set on. What's consuming? What are you feeding? So many people, all they're doing is now keeping up on a daily basis with the cost of living crisis. I suggest you don't. I suggest you set your mind on the provision of God from the Word of God. Because otherwise you're going to have nothing to fight with. Nothing to, I'm not saying put your head in the sand. We're all dealing with it on a daily basis. I mean, I'm, I'm part of a local chat. And oh dear God, it's painful. All these thoughts flying around the, the town. And now it's got to the place... There's a petrol station that's selling it at 163. Quick, get there. And people go. And it's as if they're they're wired for this stuff. And it's like a helicopter's flying over. What's happened? And there's like 50, 60 comments. Don't know. Tell me when you find out. Tell me when. Tell me when you find out. And we got all the sarcastic people, I must admit, of which I am one of them. I hear a helicopter, quick. It's like people are, a bit, are being bombarded with, oh, I nearly said a word I shouldn't say. Rubbish. I've been in America, it's normal language over there. And I've been in Europe, and there's a lot of stuff that's normal language over there that's not over here. But people are, consumed with junk thinking it feeding themselves with it what do I look like compared to her who gives a rip she's photoshopped she's photoshopped Senior pastors comparing to everybody else. You only post your successes, guys. What an awesome Sunday. Well, I didn't have an awesome Sunday. 
God must have left us. Oh man, feeding. I, I shouldn't have got into any of that. The mind set on the spirit is life and peace. We can think from two places. I've got to hurry up. We, we can think in two places. The first place you think, these are not in priority, just the first place you think is in your mind. Yeah, your mind. Your mind thinks. Your mind is part of your soul. It's part of your soul. That's the part of us which is still being saved. I am saved, me. I am saved. I am a spirit. I don't have one. I am one. I am saved. I have a soul that is still being saved. It's being cleaned up. It's being renewed. It's being strengthened. It's being healed. It's being restored. Your soul, that is a lifelong experience of being made Christ-like. I am Christ-like. My soul is being transformed. You with me? So I can think in my mind. It is still being saved. What does that mean? It's still being delivered. It's still being brought into a place of safety. It's still being preserved. It's still being healed. It's still being made whole. Soteria, sozo, the abundant life of God, salvation. It's what that is all about. So I can think in my mind. Now, Yes, we're all on a journey, but that's the place where not all the thoughts are going to be good thoughts. Right thoughts, healthy thoughts, happy thoughts, healed thoughts, restored thoughts. Why? Because it's not there yet. Still being saved. But I can also think in and from my heart. That's another expression for who I am, my spirit, me. I can think in my heart. The Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The heart is who we are and this is where, now this is where it gets good and oh, I'd love to get into this. So I'm just going to have to make a comment about this. That's where the mind of Christ operates. The mind of Christ is not my mind. I have my mind, but the mind of Christ is in here. The thoughts of God. We have access to the greatest thoughts, the greatest knowledge, the greatest understanding that there ever is, all inside us by the Spirit of God in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 to 12 and verse 16. But God, but God has revealed the ways of God, the thoughts of God to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that's in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. But now we have received, not the spirit of the world, we've received the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Answer, the believer. We have the mind 
of Christ. It's very, it's very you know, traditional to say, oh, you can never know the thoughts of God. Uh, uh, X. I have his spirit on the inside of me. I can think every thought God ever thinks because his mind is in us. I can think the thoughts of God. The mind set on, controlled by, yielded to, inspired by, fed from, the spirit is life and peace. When you're in that place of powerful, inspired, big thinking, it energizes your life. What is that place? Being in the spirit. The mind controlled by the spirit on the inside of us. That's your wow territory. That's the... You see, a lot of people, the Bible says, do not become dull in your thinking. Dull in your thinking. That's the place when we're in the presence of God and we're bored. That's the place where God's doing signs and wonders and there's a spirit of faith in the place and you're like, well, I don't know what I believe. That's the place where there's God speaking about possibility and vision. And I say, well, I believe it when I see it. That's the carnal mind. But when you've spoken in the Spirit and you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're yielded to the Holy Spirit on the inside, your mind starts firing. Your mind starts coming alive. It's like, wow, I know that's not me thinking that. That's the thoughts of God on the inside of me pouring through my mind. The mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Life, the life God lives, and peace, the wholeness that God brings. It's determined by setting your mind on the Spirit. How do we do this? Well, we speak words of life. We speak the Word of God. If I want to set my mind on the Spirit, well, His Word is Spirit. So it means I put His words in my mouth. See, this is where it really sorts out the men from the boys, guys. I've just got to say it. It's the Christians who open their Bible and speak it. A lot of people don't even read their Bible. Unbelievable. As a believer. But there's a whole lot of Christians who have never yet stepped into that place of declaring the Word of God. I'm going to say something which is probably a little bit controversial. There's no power in reading the Bible. I can take you to scripture after scripture that says, declare, confess, speak it out. One, if it's just a word you've read, all you've done, oh, this is going to be really, really strong today. Are you ready for this? All you've done is put it in your mind. It's all you've done. Once it comes out your mouth, you put it in your heart. This is why agreeing, amen, yes, I believe it, I receive it, is so important. 
Oh, I need to move on. Point number three. Take captive. Take captive. If our life goes in the direction of our thoughts, if our thoughts are carriers, and I will live in what I think, then I need to better take charge of what's going on in my mind. Take charge. Get hold of it. We cannot be passive about this. We cannot be passive about this. Death, thoughts, produce a destroyed life. Life, thoughts, produce an abundant life. See, this is why this is where the battle is. It's heart, which is all good. It's all good down there. Hallelujah. I'm saved, healed, delivered, set free, full of joy, full of peace, full of faith. But it's the mind that we've got to take captive our thoughts. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Can I say it like this? We don't do it the way the world does it. We don't do it the way the world does it. We don't listen to their advice on these matters. Because they ain't got a clue what they're talking about. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshy, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. That's not talking about strongholds over cities. It's talking about the mindsets that we carry in our mind. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought in our own minds into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, the children of Israel allowed thoughts to keep them out of the promised land. The thoughts that he thought when he walked on the water, this is Peter, caused him to sink. The rich young ruler's thoughts caused him to go away without receiving the abundance Jesus had for him. All the people in the town that the Lord Jesus came from, their thoughts caused them to not see the fullness of God's power that day. The thoughts that were in the mind of Jonah caused him to be eaten by a whale. I don't want to let thoughts hang around my brain that's going to mean I end up in a desert, end up in a whale. We've just been away and we kayaked with humpback whales. It was great. We were kayaking in the sea and humpback whales. But I don't want to be eaten by one. <laughs> Your thoughts. See, this, we've got to take these things captive. Not passive, actively. How do we do it? Speak words of life, not death. If I'm going to take thoughts captive, I need to go against the thoughts. Need to speak to them. Need to deal with them. Finally, nearly finally. Point number four, think on these things. Well, Philippians chapter four, verses eight and nine says this. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, <coughs> excuse me, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate, think and speak to yourself on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard from me and saw me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. Can you see how it all links together again? What you think is what you'll get. 
Think on things that are true. What does that mean? According to Scripture, our promises, the victory, the faith that we have. Think on things that are just. That means things that are righteous in the eyes of God. Seeing something as God sees it, the right thing to do. Think on things that are pure, undefiled, godly, according to the kingdom. I mean, how can you watch most of what the world puts out and call it pure? Hello? Think on things that are lovely. Now, that's not a word that, oh, it's a lovely thing. It's a little bit, a bit wimpy, isn't it? A bit wimpy. It's like people coming up to me after the service saying, that was a nice service. I, oh, nice? It's sort of insipid and sort of nice. I don't know. It's not in my language, not in my vocabulary. Some things are nice. An ice cream can be nice. But church is awesome, or amazing, or God was, but lovely, it's a a great word. It's all right. But what does it mean? I can't remember now. I need to go back to my notes. (laughs) Lovely. It means agreeable, and it doesn't grate with you. It's not yuck. It's not that yucky thing. It's lovely. Sharon's lovely. Oh, she's lovely. I call her lovely. Think on things that are lovely. See, we wonder why we don't end up in the place where we want to live. Perhaps we need to be thinking on things that are true and just and pure and lovely. Things of a good report. Well, that means you can't read the newspapers. You need to know what's going on. But I'm talking about consuming and feeding and strengthening and mindsets and outlook on life. Good report means positive, not judgmental, not gossip, not putting other people down. Things of good reputation. We all want to know the dirt. Come on, you can't live as a Christian and want to know the dirt. Think on things of strength and virtue with an excellence worth talking about and think on things that are praiseworthy and it says meditate on these things speak them out to yourself I mean you know if you're in a conversation and it goes ugly just say I'm sorry I'm not going to defile my future with this conversation I want to live in the blessing and the goodness and the greatness of God and my mind's going to get me there. And finally, living in God's best as we close. Romans 12 verses 1 to 2. I beseech you, brothers, I beseech you that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to the world. Do not be conformed to the world. Can you hear the passion in Paul's heart? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the result is that you're going to prove what is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. When I change my thinking, I will change my life. When I change my thinking, I'll change my life. A lot of people in prayer lines, oh, Pastor Jay, will you pray that something changes? I just want to turn around and say, change your thinking. And you'll get there anyway. 
That doesn't mean to say, we, of course we believe God for breakthrough and power and signs and wonders. Absolutely we do. But there's no good you know, believing for that and keep thinking the same old. When I change my thinking, I will change my life. And mind is the transforming factor. Well, the amplified, listen to this, the amplified version of that verse says this. I urge you to present your bodies living sacrifice. Uh, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. What is the point of church and the ministry and preaching and even doing this this morning? It's to get people to think differently. If I, if the Holy Ghost can get people to think differently, our lives will be different. Amazing. It's quite simple really. But it's the biggest battle we'll ever face while we're here. To think in line with Scripture. The Bible talks about having a prosperous soul, which is when the Word of God dwells in us. We walk in the truth. Our minds are set on truth. The Word of God. As we think in line with Scripture, we can live in, prove and demonstrate the perfect, wholesome, abundant will of God for our lives. I said at the beginning, if we knew the power of our thoughts, we would never again allow the negative, the gossip, the whatever else to fester and grow on the inside. Can I encourage us today to set our minds on the things of the Spirit? When, when it's pouring out the media, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. When the bad news is coming that you're not going to be able to afford to live, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. When they're telling you there's a pandemic, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. When fear is invading left, right and centre because you don't know how you're going to make it, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. When the school reports are coming back that your kids are un, uh, they're beyond help, <laughs> set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Because where you set your mind is going to be where you live your life. Let's all stand to our feet today. I hope you got something out of that today. Well, well, well. Come on, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you today for your living word, which is spirit and truth and life. And Father God, as we prayed earlier in the day, Lord, we thank you for this word and we declare it will do us good. And we will be those who are doers of the word and not just hearers only. Lord, if there's anything specific in, in any of us, Lord, that needs to, Lord, be pinpointed right now by your grace and by your spirit. Lord, we're open. We're willing. We hear where we need to change our words, where we need to change our entertainment, where we need to change our social media habits, where we need to adjust our thinking, where we need to take captive thoughts, where we need to bring in new thoughts. Father, we thank you, God, that we will live from our heart taking captive and renewing our minds to live in the life and the peace and the abundance of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. And right now, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I've talked about the fact that 
God lives in us and the Holy Spirit's in us and Jesus is in us. Well, that, that happens in a moment when somebody gives their life to Christ. You're not born that way. That's why Jesus said you must be born again. So if you're here today, perhaps you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Ah, oh, Pastor Dale, I just believe in a superpower. Well, fine, his name is Jesus. Well, I just believe there's any way to get to God. And if you just live your life good enough, then you'll get there. No, Jesus said you must be born again. That you've got to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. And He will wash you of your sin and your shame and your guilt. All the things that, that will certainly not take you to heaven. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You're never good enough. That's why Jesus came and paid the price on the altar of the cross 2,000 years ago he shed his blood so we can receive eternal life perhaps you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior or perhaps you're here today and you say you know what I'm not living the life and I'm really not I'm, I'm just an outward show I, I say I believe in Jesus but I don't live for him to have Jesus as Lord really means he's boss. Not in some horrendously oppressive way. He brings freedom into your life, but he's still king. He's still Lord. And if you're here today and you know you need to respond to this message, receiving Jesus as Lord of your life or saying, Jesus, I come back to you today and I give you my life. And those online, if you're watching online right now and you know you need to come to Christ, I'm going to ask across this room as every eyes closed, every head bowed. If you know you need to receive Jesus, I'm going to ask you to do one thing, just really boldly and confidently, and that's to lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please. Wonderful. Come on, those of you who need to receive Jesus, God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful. Is there anybody else here today you need to receive Jesus? Don't leave this place without settling your salvation. Is there anybody else? God bless you. Come on, there's people responding. Online, please don't let this, this moment pass you by. God wants to work or work in your heart right now. The Bible says bring you out of death and into life, out of darkness and into light. Come on, is there anybody else here today? Last time as I look across. Wonderful. Let's all pray this prayer together right now. We're all going to pray, especially those that have responded. Let's all say this out loud. We know the power of our words now. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. And you've demonstrated your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross to pay the price for my sin, to give me abundant life. I receive you, Jesus. I declare you to be my Lord and my Saviour. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power. I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate today. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Jesus.